What is up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafal Matuszewski, and this is another compilation-style episode. So since we just started 2023, I thought I'm going to put together a lot of my episodes from previous years where we started off in the new year and I gave, you know, some tangible advice on how to start the year right to make sure that your fitness and health is taken care of and is made as a priority. So I brought together five episodes that were all from a year ago and two years ago where we kind of cover, um, you know, steps on becoming successful, what you should be focusing on, what you should be filtering out. Um, One of the best topics, and it's the first episode, is um, all about owning your shit because a lot of times we end up making a lot of excuses in our head and we start to believe them. And I'm not saying like, you know, oh, I don't have time. It's the little things like, you know, if you could fit in a five-minute workout or a five-minute, you know, dedication of time towards prepping one meal for the next day that goes a long way in a year span and then we kind of talk about sleep some habit-based nutrition things like that and honestly they're very very simple things the hardest part is actually putting them into practice so as long as you do these small incremental things you would be surprised how much your body will change in feel and physical appearance at the end of 2023. So I'm going to stop rambling and here we go. Here is episode 385, 397, 399, 401, and 403. Here we go. What we're going to talk about today, big picture stuff. Um, In order for you to be successful in 2021 for any goal in life, and especially when it comes to weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, strength, whatever it is, you need to have the the thing inside you that wants to change. Like you need to be 100% in it, like mind, body, and spirit that you know deep down inside that you want to physically change not just oh yeah you know this january i'm gonna try to lose 10 pounds like i want to really like lose 20 pounds i've been trying to do it the last three like no you're gonna be in a mindset where you're like this is the year i'm gonna do whatever it takes i'm gonna put everything on the line i'm gonna go fucking tunnel vision on my goal of becoming, you know, a new me, becoming a person where health is number one. And to be honest, this is what I see in clients that are successful. They place their health on such a high priority list that when they, you know, put it into practice, put it into work, it pays off. Not just, oh, I know I need to take care of my health, so I'm going to try to exercise this year. No, like that's not going to, you know, create a cascading fall of events that's going to make you successful. What's going to make you successful is the desire, the hunger, the thing inside you that makes you come, like, wake up every day and go, like, oh, fuck, it's early. But you know what? If I do this workout, I'm that much closer to my goal. I'm that much closer to finally seeing success, finally being happy, finally not being in that that hole of like depression that you can't get outside of this body that you want to finally be happy, healthy, and free. Like I've been in that position when I used to be overweight. I fucking hated it. I fucking hated every single second of it. I remember being so angry at myself, so angry at the universe, so angry at everyone, and not like taking blame for my own actions. And I heard a good quote the other day where, you know, it's really easy to point fingers when things don't go your way. And it's really hard to use your thumbs to point at the individual that's actually causing the 
the problem. No one that I know of, and there might be a few people that are really good at this, will actually point at themselves and blame themselves for the reason why they're not happy. You're like, you're the only thing in this world that you can control. Everything else that happens, you cannot control. But for some reason, you know, people will complain, oh, it's my job that I can't finally get fit and healthy. Oh, it's my relationship with whoever that, you know, is not causing me to have success that I want to see in the gym or whatever. It's my whatever. Like, people will point fingers at everyone else except themselves. The moment you realize that you're the one to blame for any kind of failure in your life or the reason why you can't get to a certain weight, then you got some serious like self-exploration, self-growth that's needed to happen first. And it all starts with what I just said earlier is that need, that desire, that hunger to change. If you have the hunger to change, then we're on the right path. If you have the you know, capability to realize that the reason why you failed so many times in weight loss, fat loss, whatever it is, then you're going to start realizing and putting things together of a plan to actually become successful finally. You know, if you look at any time in your life where you tried a diet, tried a workout routine, and you stopped, or you tried it a little bit, and it didn't really work, who's to blame? Is it your trainer? No, unless your trainer is really, really shitty, but most of the time a trainer, even the shitty ones, are gonna make you sweat in some shape or form. So you're at least burning calories. You know, did the diet not actually work? Or was it you who cheated on the diet or didn't you know follow it to a T or just didn't do it long enough? Like, if you really, really sit down and think to yourself, like really get into the deep rooted cause of why you failed your last diet or your last exercise, you know, endeavor, it's because of yourself. The moment you realize that and then you own it, you fucking own your own shit. Like people in everyday life can't do this, let alone something like fitness and health. Own your shit. If you know that you don't actually put in enough effort to fitness and health, then you're on the right path. I don't think a lot of people can admit that to themselves. The moment you admit that to yourself, you will realize things will become a lot easier for yourself moving forward. Now, if you can follow this advice, guaranteed you will be successful in 2021 own your shit, know that if you fail, it's because of your own doing. It's not external forces. You know what I mean? It's not because the diet you chose is not meant for your body. Like, fuck, every single diet out there, no matter what it is, works. It's whether or not you can follow to a T and follow it long enough. And now I'm saying, like, there's some pretty shitty diets out there, but they all do the same thing. They make you lose weight because they eliminate something right? You going on a diet and failing is because of your own doing. It's not because the diet didn't work for you. You just didn't work with the diet. Same goes for exercise. Exercise didn't fail you. You failed exercise, right? It's just like if I won the lottery and decided to spend it on stupid shit, it's my fault for doing that. It's not the money's fault, right? Every time you go to the gym, that's an opportunity to make yourself better. If you eliminate that chance, that opportunity every single time, every single week, the gym didn't fail you, you failed the gym, right? You start seeing a pattern. And when you've realized that, then you're gonna go like, oh fuck, I am like the captain of my own journey. I am the person that's driving this fucking boat. And I can either let it sink or I can fucking let it sail around the world and go see shit that no one else has seen, right? Think about that for a second. Like, 
that is the key right there. And I'm going to end it there because we're on such a fucking high and I'm so like riled up that like I'm going to use this energy to do something productive, you know? So this is going to be a nice and short and sweet episode, but remember, own your shit. Find that hunger and desire inside you to want to change. If you're like, "Mm, it'd be nice to lose 10 pounds, it's probably not going to happen. Find that motivation. Find that hunger to become a better human being, to finally see success in the gym, and 100%, you will be successful in 2021. So that's it for me, you guys. Thank you for listening. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit and Get Fit. I am your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I feel like it's been a long time since I did one of these car vlog things for some reason. I think it might have been because of the holidays. I've been, you know, at home doing my thing, eating cookies and drinking, that whole thing. But, um... I wanted to do a video on how to be successful in 2021 because, you know, it is January and I'm pretty sure everyone's had this whole, this is the year that I'm going to get my health and fitness in order finally. And to be honest, you know, it's all great that you want to change your life, improve your health, but with the fucking shitstorm of 2020 that we just had, and it kind of seems like it's kind of spilling over into, into 2021, we need to be a little bit more, I would say, realistic with our approach to our health goals. Now, if you do an audit of 2020, the average person lost their job, was laid off, their business might have went under, um, some had, you know, their work adapt to going strictly online and staying home every single day also poses some concern on your mental health. You know, if you're a parent, your kids were staying at home, and that's another fucking shitstorm and a half to have your kids homeschooled and then you try to work and, you know, keep the household together without exploding. So 2020 definitely placed a lot of challenges in probably every facet of your life for the average person. And coming out of something like that is very challenging. And, you know, in years previous, before this whole pandemic, the idea of like, I'm going to make health and fitness a priority and crush goals, lose weight, was a little bit more achievable than this year. And I honestly think if people are trying to just like discredit 2020 completely and think that 2021 is a a new chance, a new whatever, and it, it is, don't get me wrong, but to kind of wash away 2020 like it didn't even happen and think that I'm just going to flip the switch on and I'm just going to be so committed to the gym, so committed to eating and things like that. You need to kind of sit down and have like a realistic talk with yourself because it's probably not going to be as easy as you think compared to the years previous. So I'm kind of looking at 2021 as more of a realistic year. And I also want to make this episode of like actual steps like, you know, my five-step plan to achieving your goals in 2021 or whatever, you know, cheesy tagline title you want to call this episode. Um, But the first step is to kind of sit with yourself with your thoughts and realize and come to the conclusion that 
2021 is also going to be a challenging year and not to get your hopes up that you know this is the year that you finally change your life because we've all been through some serious shit this past year and even for myself my mental health is not where it used to be and I gotta figure that shit out so even for me my motivation on you know excelling in certain aspects of my life probably not gonna happen and I need to come to terms to that and be okay with that so then when I do go through this year I'm not disappointed that I didn't hit this 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 and this so an example of that is I really want to release my book by the summer my new ironclad body training system volume 2 I would really want to get that thing hammered out by summer but at the same time in the back of my head I'm like I'm probably needing to you know realize that maybe summer's not going to be the time frame that I'm going to get my book out and I need to be okay with that so if you have a weight loss goal of within six months to lose 40 pounds maybe extend that for the entire year just kind of get that through your head number two and I'm going back to the basics here because that's all we really, really need. People overcomplicate this thing. And, you know, I've realized I've gotten a lot of new listeners that maybe have not gone back to my previous episodes because I'm almost at 400, literally almost at 400. So it's kind of hard to uh, sift through. But number two is to increase your protein intake. The number one thing I tell every single person that I train, that I meet, that I chat online, that I LinkedIn message, whatever the fuck it is, is eat more protein. Generally, everyone under eats protein. When I ask people, what do you eat for breakfast? Oh, you know, some oatmeal and a banana, and I throw some blueberries in it, and I have some milk, and I'm like, okay, where's your protein? They're, they're like, oh, like oatmeal has some protein. I'm like, it does, but not enough. So if you want to be safe, whatever you're you know eating right now, fucking double it. Especially for women. Women under eat protein more than men. Like you need to increase that. And I always tell people the reason why you want to increase your protein intake is that, number one, it has a higher thermic effect than carbs and fats. Meaning when you're eating it, the amount of energy it takes to digest the protein is a lot higher than digesting carbs and fats. So with protein, you're now burning more calories. It's going to make you feel feel fuller because it helps regulate um, your hunger hormones. So now you have these two awesome benefits. You can eat less carbs and fat, eat more protein, be more satisfied, burn more calories, and feel full. It's all a win, 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 win to me, you know what I mean? Um, And on top of that, if you are gonna go down the path of like, I'm gonna be more active for 2021, now you have adequate protein to recover from all the workouts, the walks, the runs, the hikes, bike rides, whatever you wanna do, swims, you're kinda covering all your bases right so number three if I had to move on because I want to keep this short because I can talk about this forever and I might actually do a longer episode on all these points um, this weekend for another episode but uh, number two would to eat a shit ton of vegetables ask yourself right now am I eating enough vegetables you're probably all laughing going fuck I should probably eat more vegetables fucking do it and like vary it up there is more vegetables out there other than freaking like broccoli and romaine lettuce. There's so many things to do. So many things. And if you remember from last year, when I was like, yeah, 2020, it's going to be an awesome year for fitness and health. Here's the 5S rule. Go look up that 5S um, episode to help remember all the other ones. But one of the S's in that episode <clears throat> man my throat is super dry this is why I don't usually do podcasts in the morning um, one of the S's in the five S's is soups 
Like, you know how easy it is to make like a vegetable soup and have that for the week? Like I literally just made over the weekend um, a carrot and butternut squash soup. So freaking easy. I got my vegetables in. There's so many different, um, what's it called, combinations out there. Just Google. Like, th- this is so funny. When I coach nutrition, people are like, oh, I need, like, recipes, uh, ideas. Like, what do you have? And literally in my head, I'm like, you can go on Google and type in 10 healthy soup recipes. And there's going to be, like an endless list of stuff that you could get from there you know what I mean like there's no secret to like oh I don't know what to eat like I wish someone could just tell me like some good recipe ideas I'm like there's this fucking amazing thing online called Google like just just use it but for some reason uh, people don't want to take that extra step so I just do it for them but it just kind of like baffles me that people at this point when technology is so freaking easy that they won't even do a google search they'll take like 30 seconds to click a link and just save it for later and then you know view it when they're ready to buy all the ingredients but anyway side note um soups really 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 easy to get uh, your vegetables in another easy way shakes which is another s it's so funny that i'm bringing this up um fucking throw a bunch of vegetables in there do a, get a juicer get a Vitamix whatever new thing that's out there like just get your vegetables in you know that they're filled with nutrients you know they're filled with vitamins and minerals and all the things that we need in order to function like proper human beings right like your grandmother your mother everyone has always said you got to eat your vegetables it's it's on purpose but the other thing too is that vegetables are um dense foods in a sense that when you eat it it will make you feel full once again but the calories are super low so you can eat a shit ton of vegetables so this is why my second point of protein intake and now with vegetables go hand in hand you can eat so much protein and so many um, vegetables feel so full and the calories going to end up being super low so voila you're now in a calorie deficit holy shit right look at that and i haven't even touched on like this is how many grams you're supposed to blah blah, blah. like no just make it simple eat more protein eat more vegetables number four because i'm running out of time um move every day i don't even care what it is if you're a gym goer that you know still is doing three days a week in the gym keep doing that but every other on the off days do something else do a mobility routine go for a walk go for a bike ride go for a run fucking walk your dog for an hour instead of 15 minutes around the block like you always do one of those things will do you just want to get your you know movement up like our bodies are meant to move when they don't move bad things tend to happen and the last one number five is to be patient with yourself you know all these changes takes time and a lot of times people will be frustrated that they're not seeing progress and honestly it takes time good things take time the things in life that are really really worth it takes time and consistency so be patient with yourself have some grace don't be too hard on yourself this year is going to be another challenging one so like get strapped in get ready and just fucking crush it i believe in you and you can do this the only thing in life that you can control is yourself so you might as well take these five things that i mentioned and just fucking hammer them out and you know sooner or later you're gonna start seeing the the result so i'm gonna leave it there i think this was a good episode to get you going and i can't wait to see all of you crush 2021 and make it your bitch and not the other way around thank you thank you thank you for listening to me what's up my podcast listeners this is the episode right before my 400th episode I am super psyched 
and I have a really, really special episode coming out for that. So wait until this Sunday for the 400th episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. But um, before I begin, I need to thank all of you for my continual support that I get from all my listeners and people on Instagram, Facebook, and everything. You guys make it easy to continually produce all this content. So thank you, thank you, thank you once again. Um, Since it is 2021, it's still January, people are still wanting to make fitness and health a priority and finally see the success that they want. So I thought that I would go into a series of um, nutritional tips and habits and things like that. And the first bit that I want to get into is the habit or the action step of eating slowly. (laughs) So... You know, I'm a huge advocate of precision nutrition. I'm certified through them and is the exact way that I uh, coach my clients and online clients uh, with nutrition. So the big thing that I see a lot, especially now, is people eat way too fucking fast. And, you know, if I had to choose like one simple thing that people need to grasp and start practicing is this right here and I'm going to tell you why it is so vital to your success when it comes to nutrition even though it seems kind of silly to be like hey I want you to eat slowly it's like fuck off like you know what I mean and I I remember like uh when I was getting certified through precision nutrition that was like one of the first things that they bring up and I was like really like this is the secret sauce but you know reading further into habit change and how our bodies uh, digest it makes a lot of sense so in order for you to have that signal in your brain going hey I'm full I'm satisfied you can stop eating it takes about 20 ish minutes for that signal from your gut going through the process of digestion to send a signal up to your brain and go, hey, you know, I'm good, I'm full, you don't need to keep eating. And that can be bypassed if you're a type of person that scarfs down their entire lunch in three minutes and still feels hungry. So I am a victim of this, especially. I eat so fucking fast. Like, I eat like a duck. Like, I barely even chew. I just swallow that thing down my gullet. And I'm like, all right, so what's for dessert? You know, I'm one of those people. And, you know, I'm I'm starting to get into a habit of rereading things. And I started rereading the Precision Nutrition Manual. And I'm like, fuck, I need to re-practice eating slowly for myself. And... You know, not only does it take that long for your body to cue into, oh, I need to stop eating, right? Our bodies have a very well-designed mechanism of self-regulating itself. And the biggest thing that we fail at is listening in for those cues. Way too many of us will just ignore what our body is trying to tell us and will override the system. And when it comes to this habit of, I'm going to try to, you know, um, eat a little bit slowly, or slower, um, gives a lot of benefit when it comes to weight loss. So imagine, if you ate slowly, you're gonna end up eating less. If you literally sat at your table or wherever you eat and set a timer for 20 minutes and try to hit that, number one, it would be very difficult. I remember when I first tried this, um, probably when I first got certified to go through all the habits myself, 
I literally took like three minutes to eat my entire dinner. Like it's ridiculous, ridiculous. I'm not even enjoying the food. I'm just like shoving it into my face. And that's where the endless like, oh, I could still eat or oh, I'll just grab like a bag of chips. Oh, I'll just have this little thing of ice cream. Oh, I'm gonna eat this little chocolate. And it kind of keeps going and going and going and going and you can't stop yourself until that signal finally goes to your brain like you can stop eating. But um, inevitably, if you eat slowly, that signal will happen and you'll stop eating. You'll notice that you'll stop eating a lot less. You'll start eating a lot less. And we all know that in order to lose weight, lose pounds, you need to be in a calorie deficit of a combination of your diet and exercise. So what better way to stop counting your macros and calories without end by just setting a timer or getting used to eating a lot slower than you are currently. Like that's brilliant. You're utilizing your body's natural mechanisms built in. Like you're literally going in your MacBook and checking out all the apps and widgets it's able to do. Like how awesome is that? And people like underestimate how powerful our body is. And I believe that everyone out there you know, can only count their calories for so long before they're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore, right? And the next bit of habits that I get into will also reflect some other ways to make sure you don't go over your necessary calories by other um, strategies like I'm sharing right now. So imagine now if you... And this is my challenge to you, that the next time you eat, set a timer on your phone for 20 minutes, see how long it takes for you to eat your food. Um, Most likely, you're not gonna hit that 20 minutes. So challenge yourself to eat like a minute longer, two minutes longer, until you get to that 20 minute mark. The other thing you'll notice is that you're gonna enjoy your food more. And you know, I consider myself a foodie, I love making food with my wife. I love going out to restaurants. Right now, you can't really do so, but um, I love going out to eat at good restaurants. I really, really enjoy fine dining when the chefs in the kitchen are just like creative geniuses. I really, really enjoy that aspect of food. And what better way to enjoy food by chewing it slowly And I think we've all experienced it when we've gone to a restaurant once and have eaten something so fucking delicious you don't want it to end and you slow down for it. And, you know, you can even make a game out of of it. Like, try to guess the spices and herbs that you put into a dish, right? Or, like, you order out a healthy meal. Try to pinpoint if you can distinguish between certain spices and herbs that whoever made it is in the dish. Like creating more awareness of what you're putting in your mouth and what it tastes like, what it feels like, is a whole nother skill set that you can have. And it'll make the whole experience of food that much better. I think we you know, take for granted how accessible food is if you're living in North America and Europe and places like that. Like, we have the abundance of food, right? Imagine someone less privileged tasting, like, a really good, like, greatly, perfectly cut steak, you know, grilled to perfection for the first time. Like, their mouth would explode with flavor, you know what I mean? So that's another benefit of eating slowly. You actually get to enjoy what you're eating and not just mindlessly throwing into your stomach, uh, your mouth, and that's it. Um, The other benefit to this, and I think we need this more than anything in the world right now, since we're kind of stuck at home, and if you live with somebody, wouldn't it be just like an amazing experience to like have dinner together and talk and not just like watch Netflix or Disney Plus while eating? 
and just totally bypass the individual that's there. You know, I'm not perfect. Like, fuck, last night we were watching uh, one of the Captain America movies while eating dinner. One we could have easily just turned that off and had a conversation while eating slowly. You know, so, so simple. So my challenge for you is today at dinner, time yourself how long it takes to eat. If it's ridiculously fast, slow it down, chew more often, enjoy the food, have a conversation with the person across the dinner table with you, and you will find that after a month or two, you're gonna be eating less, you're gonna be in a somewhat of a calorie deficit, you're going to burn more calories if you're combining that with working out, and you're already a step ahead this year to finally see the success that you want. And it seems so simple and almost like, why bother? But these are the small things that add up over time, and you will see success. You going on a fucking cleanse or strict diet and someone giving you a list of 30 foods you're not allowed to eat is not going to get you there again. <laughs> All right? Why not try something this simple that you don't even have to like think really other than I'm going to eat slow from now on. And if you follow this, I guarantee, guarantee you're going to see the success you want. And next week when I add in the next habit to kind of, you know, combine with this one and you'll see that all these like strategies that I give intertwine with one another and they kind of fit the missing puzzle pieces in your life when it comes to fitness and health. So I'm going to leave it there. Keep this nice and short and quick so you can get ready for the week, for next week, for your grocery shop, for whatever it is to, you know, set the foot in the right direction for 2021. That's it for me, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay tuned later this week for episode 400. Super psyched for that. Until next time, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit the sh- What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and it is a dark, rainy day here in Vancouver kind of annoyed because we were supposed to get snow we didn't and we just end up with a shit ton of rain you know but it is what it is anyway um, I'm going to continue my habit based strategies for fat loss weight loss success in 2021 And if you remember from my last episode, we were talking about how you need to slowly eat. Have you guys been doing it? I'm checking in. I'm coaching you right now. Have you been doing it? Have you even listened to my last episode? If you haven't, go listen to it right now. Because that is so important. So important to start regulating your body with its hunger cues at a hormonal level. Because that's where all the magic happens. Which now brings me into my next strategy for you guys. It's fucking sleep. Sleep is so important. I think I may have brought this topic up. I want to say maybe six months ago, eight months ago, or a year. I can't remember. But I think we all can agree that if I asked you, are you getting enough sleep? Probably the majority of you are going to say no. Then if I ask you, is your sleep good quality? Probably the majority of you is going to say no. With 2020 being a dumpster fire of a year that's spilling in 2021, the easiest thing you can do is probably focus on your sleep. But that being said, with the past year and this year being quite difficult for many of us, Sleep is probably going to take its, you know, take a stab wound or two. And 
people are probably dealing with a shit ton of depression, anxiety, and I had my fair share of nights where I would wake up in the middle of the night and just can't fall back to sleep because I have like a billion different things that are running in my mind that are causing me shit ton of stress. And that kind of leads me into this next little thing that the reason why your sleep is being um, essentially disrupted is due to the stress levels in your life. You know, I can totally get why people are not feeling themselves when you are glued to your fucking laptop slash computer for, you know, the entire day. Like an example is my wife who's in med school right now, due to COVID restrictions, on some days she's on her laptop for 12 hours, just listening in, and that will take a toll on you, hands down. That's going to disrupt your sleeping patterns. Not only from just the stress of, say, your school, your work, whatever it is, but also just from the blue light, you know, like that's another thing that people haven't been thinking about. And I remember having two people on my podcast talking about blue light and how it literally fucks up the chemistry in your brain when it comes to shutting off and finally falling asleep and having deep, deep sleep to actually recover from the day. So, for myself, I do a lot of stuff on my laptop and my phone, like, all day. So, the one thing that people will realize when, and this happened anymore because of COVID, but anytime I like, would give my phone to someone to, um, like, take a photo of me and my wife or whatever it is, um, they're all like, oh, like, the photo's, like, really dark. I don't, I don't know why. And it's because I literally have a setting on my phone that, um, one, the light is so dim. Like, it's it's barely hard to, like, you could see anything on there. And I have that um, option to invert all the colors, too, the warmer colors and the blue ones. And I do the same thing with my laptop. And to a point where it, like, bugs my wife, like, why is it so fucking dark? It's because, like, I look at my laptop all the time. And the one thing I used to do and I haven't done in a while, um, I do wear glasses. But I haven't since COVID hit because I always wear a mask and it fogs it up. So before, um, when I would wear my glasses, I'd always wear them while working on my laptop because my glasses also have that ability to rid of the blue light. So I have all these different things uh, to ensure that I don't get blue light into my freaking eyeballs to have a little bit of a better experience when it comes to sleep later in the day, right? And, you know, I think another um, aspect is that everyone's on social media, especially now, because with COVID, it's brought a lot of bad habits, like really bad habits, like staying up until like 2 a.m. on TikTok watching mindlessly. You know, like this hasn't happened since like the Vine era in social media where people were like nonstop with uh, going on their phone and just like scrolling through constantly, right? That's going to fuck up your sleep. Also, we know the things that are going to disrupt the quality of our sleep, but what happens when we don't get good quality sleep? Well, one, sleep is kind of like the reset button on our body, our nervous system, just just everything. And if we don't get that on a daily basis, things are going to start piling up. Right? And like, I love using the analogy of like a funnel being your body, and then the water that's pouring in is kind of the, um, the stress. But the funnel for your body, the little spout, is actually really, 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 really small. And it can only filter out the stress, the water, 
at a slow rate. So throwing in stresses like your job, your kids, whatever life event you're going through right now, your workouts, your poor eating habits, you're just overfilling that funnel nonstop. You know, one way to help manage that stress is sleep, good quality sleep. But because you have all those things, that overflow effect of shit, your body can't filter that out and now it's gonna disrupt a lot of other hormonal things. So if you remember when we were talking about um, eating slowly, it allows sufficient time for your brain and gut to connect and be like, okay, I'm full, you don't need to eat anymore. Because it usually takes about 20 minutes for um, the message to come across, right? Sleep helps basically to, again, press that reset button on all the hormones involved when it comes to, um, what's it called? for those hormones to regulate. So all your hunger hormones get affected huge, huge. And that's why a lot of times when people have poor sleep, they're hungry all the time. They have cravings that they can't control. So it's like a double-edged sword, right? People tend to pride themselves that like, oh, I only got like five hours of sleep and my kid was up at during that time and you know they had broken up sleep and they're just like, yeah, and I still like crushed a 12-hour day at work, blah, blah, blah. But really, you're doing yourself a disservice. You are creating more havoc in your body than you can actually control. So sleep is just so vital. People like will come to me like, okay, how many grams of sugar should I be eating? How many grams of carbs am I allowed to eat? Like how many calories? And I'm like, slow down. I know you're excited about um, nutrition and you want to improve it, but you are getting five hours of sleep on average per night. Let's look at that first. And also from a hormonal standpoint, for all the dudes, like when your sleep is finally taken care of, your testosterone levels will go through the roof. Like it's ridiculous. I've chatted with many uh, people in the field of men's health and the biggest thing that they see is run down men with zero energy with the typical beer belly due to high stress levels. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the kind of like the first and easy thing? Well, it's not easy, but first thing that you do with them. And the funny thing is like many men that come to a hormonal specialist or doctor when it comes to improving their energy, the first thing that they do is sleep. Fucking get your sleep in. Like, that's the easiest thing. There's no pill that's going to cure the lack of sleep and the lack of a hormonal reset every night. There's no such thing. So when I get an individual eating slowly, being mindful of what they're putting in their mouth, feeling what their body is telling them, in combination with proper sleep, like, game changer game changer but for some odd reason people think that sleep is not going to do anything for them they think that no I need to go on a strict diet and do this but guess what going on a strict diet is also stress to your body your body does not like losing weight it fucking hates it it's going to do everything in its power to stop it that's why weight loss is so difficult And when I give clients or tell people like these simple things, like eat slowly, sleep better, they're like, nah, no. They wanna do something more difficult and more stressful to their body for some reason. But I'm like, how easy is it to fucking sleep a little bit more or have better quality or like set up a routine before bed where you're not like getting your brain so riled up by going on TikTok that you can't go to sleep. 
Like, that's the easiest thing. You don't have to buy equipment. You don't have to buy food that you don't have in the house. You don't have to spend more time making food or anything like that or like weighing your, you know what I mean? Like, there's no tedious work. It's just go to sleep a little bit earlier if you're one of those people who don't get enough sleep and shut off your devices like 30 minutes before bed. Done. Like, that's it. I don't understand why people don't want to make that change. They're always looking for something more difficult, more stressful to put into their life. Like, let's be real. Right now, majority of people can't take on any more shit right now. You know? They are stressed out to the max right now, and they need one less thing in their life. You know, one thing that I've done for my sleep personally is I downloaded one of those apps where they create background noise to fall asleep. I have a combination of like a campfire, ocean waves, and like this soundscape that's really, really like quiet in the background. I set that thing for two hours during the night. I don't know why I do it for two hours. I, I honestly need it for 20 minutes, but it's helped me sleep so quickly like I literally put it on and like after five minutes I'm like dead and then all I remember is like my alarm going off in the morning like oh shit like I need to get up like deep deep sleeps like small things like that like how long does it take for you to download an app to help you sleep like not that long so I'm gonna end it there because I feel like I'm going to go on a tangent for like an hour on why you need to go to sleep. But honestly, sleep is huge. It can fix a lot of things. You'd be surprised. We all know that losing sleep or the lack of sleep, your functionality during the day is greatly... um, greatly greatly destroyed (laughs) and just think about those times where you've been into the airport and you had a connecting flight or a red-eye flight and the next day is complete wash like you're just like that's what sleep does to you imagine running like that every single day right what is up my podcast listeners this is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and it is Wednesday morning. It's cold, but I got my ass heater in my chair going, so we're going to be okay. Um, today, we are going to continue the habit-based strategies that you can use in 2021 to finally see some realistic success in the fitness and health department, primarily in fat loss. So we've already covered the importance of eating slowly, which I did not do last night, so I apologize to everyone listening. Hopefully you guys have been doing it. Uh, If not, and you were like me, get your shit together. Um, and then making sure you're getting in adequate um, sleep. Hopefully I already talked about sleep. If I didn't, I'll bring that up next time. And also adequate protein and vegetables. Um, what I want to go over today, and if I missed any of those things that I just mentioned, I will go back and review because I don't want to skimp out on anything. But... Um, Today we're going to talk about carbohydrate intake and what I've seen work primarily the best for the general population and it's a kind of a blanket statement and I know there's so many other um, options out there when it comes to, you know, how many carbs you should be eating but from my own experience and what I've learned through Precision Nutrition, a more controlled carbohydrate intake tends to work best for the general population looking to lose fat. 
And here's why. Number one, we eat a shit ton of carbs. The average person, just a lot. And then the people who are trying to eat healthier, they still eat a shit ton of carbs. And going back to, you know, my previous videos where I talk about the importance of adequate protein intake, this kind of falls hand in hand because when I get someone to do a little you know, food diary of like, oh, you know, just show me what you eat in an average three, four days. And the typical is like, oh, for breakfast, I have oatmeal, blueberries, and a banana. And then lunch, I have like some sort of sandwich and this thing and then dinner. And I'm like, okay, but a lot of, a lot of that is carbs, not a lot of protein. Right? And I think we all have been in that situation where, you know, you finish eating and you're like, you know, I could sell, probably still eat. And what do you go for? You go for carbs. And it's not I'm saying that carbs are bad. It's just the ones that we tend to choose and munch on are not the greatest. You know, no one's going to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm done eating. I can go for a little bit more. No one's going to go grab a potato from the fridge that's obviously been cooked and eat that instead of like, oh, this bag of crackers, this piece of bread, this leftover pasta. And the other thing, too, is these carb choices that we usually end up going down with have more calories attached to them compared to lean protein and vegetables. So you're kind of doing yourself a disservice when it comes to um, calorie intake. And we all know that you know too many calories is not going to equal any kind of successful fat loss. You need to find that fine line where you're in a bit of a deficit, not enough that's destroying your energy or your workouts, but just enough to kind of get the things like moving in your body to make that change, to burn that fat. So what I essentially um, promote is that primarily all your carbohydrates should be coming from vegetables and fruit, right? And then when we talked about vegetables and fruit before, the benefit is that, you know, you can eat a lot of it and the calories are quite low and the amount of food volume to put in and this is actually funny because like I always check my Facebook memories of the things I've posted previously and sometimes I'll like um, snag those repurpose them and post them out again and I totally forgot to post this video that I shared like six years ago and it was a video that showcased what um, I think it was like 300 calories looks like in different types of food and it was like on the same amount of plate and like 300 calories of like broccoli was like ridiculously a lot. Like there was so much broccoli on the plate, right? And I was just like, oh, like, like, this is a great example. And I totally forgot to share it. But that's essentially the thing is like, you can eat a lot of vegetables and fruit and still stay underneath your calorie intake, your suggested calorie intake. And Combine that with protein, good sleep, eating slow, you're probably not going to need to eat those starchy, high glycemic type of carbohydrates. Now, when do I get people to actually eat those starchy carbs is usually if I can get a client to this point is to aim to have those post-workout. And usually this works out quite well if you're eating dinner around 7 or 8 p.m. and you go to the gym after work or, you know, say you are a morning riser, you like to get your workouts in, then yeah, have your breakfast with some toast and eggs and whatever else you want to throw in there. But the big thing is if you can get primarily all of your starchy carbs post-workout, then you're on the right track. So it's not so much a low-carb diet approach. You're still getting a lot of carbohydrates because it's like 
one banana, for example, like a medium-sized banana, has 44 grams of carbs. That's already a lot. Blueberries also has a high amounts of carbs. Like you're gonna feel um, satisfied when you eat foods like that, right? Like oatmeal, same thing, high in carbohydrate, uh, carbohydrate. Um, man, I can't speak today. It's high in carbs. <laughs> Um, also, um, things like potatoes, I'm a huge fan of like potatoes, yams, squash, like those more like hearty, thicker um, things that grow out of the ground to replace like your typical breads and pastas tend to have more minerals, more vitamins. And you know, like all the things that I'm like bringing up those who are like gluten sensitive or can't you know digest gluten the greatest and have some sort of like allergic reaction to it this is a great approach and honestly for most food sensitivities the things that i'm bringing up tend to work a lot and it really really depends on where you're at with your food and eating because you know some people heavily rely on their carbs like I've done this with clients in the past where you know they give me their food diary and I'm like you know what let me like plug this into my fitness pal and I want to see the ratio of carbs fats and whatever they're um, and protein whatever they're um, consuming and sometimes like carbs can be as like as high as like 80 percent and I'm like Christ and the protein is like 14 percent I'm like, okay, well, we need to even this out a little bit. And this is the stuff that people don't, like, realize. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of, like, tracking calories per se, but it's a good way to learn and understand what's going in your body. Like, I don't want people, you know, tracking calories forever, but I want them to do it periodically. Say, like, in a year, like, do it four times a year to, just to kind of check in with what the hell you're doing. Because sometimes having that information in front of you, and I, I like my fitness pal because when you showcase like the uh, chart where it gives you that pie chart of a percentage of your carbs, fats, and protein, that like is eye-opening for a lot of people where they're like, fuck, I ate 70% of carbs today and only 14% of protein. I don't know why I keep saying 14, but it's the one that's popping in my head, but that has a lot of power for an individual to realize like ah oh, shit like I need to like make sure tomorrow is a little bit better right so I highly recommend like everyone listening like go download my fitness pal it's a free app and track the next couple days see what happens you know um, you'd be surprised what you'll find out about yourself and your eating habits. Um, so that being said, if you wanted a very specific way of utilizing carbohydrates in your daily diet, this would be the one. You know, like we kind of started off with the most simplest ones, and this is where um, it gets a little bit more tedious, a little bit more specific, but this is the stuff that tends to help a lot of people kind of get to that next point but it's like just like anything like if you don't do this on a daily basis if you don't put this into practice and you don't do it for at least three months you're not going to see the benefit and this is for like all diets out there everyone does this they're like oh i found this new diet my friend did it saw a lot of success read about it online seen youtube videos of how amazing it is fuck uh, um, and you start doing it but you know you're only really committed the first week the second week you know three out of the five days you didn't really do it and then the next week was a little bit better and then the next week you were like on a trip and then uh, by the first month you're like ah this doesn't work for me it's like no you actually gotta have to commit like that's <laughs> that's one of my like pet peeves when it comes to people reaching out to me asking for help and I tell them all these things and when I do check in with them because I want to know if 
you know, they did it. And they're like, no, it wasn't really working for me. And I'm like, were you practicing all the things I gave you every single day? They're like, no, but you know what? My body, I know my body and this, this is, this is, this, this. Like, fuck, like, just fucking do it. <laughs> fucking do it. Like, you know, I work out every single day. Does every single day that I wake up and I, like, know that I need to work out, do I get super excited for it? No. Sometimes I have workouts, like yesterday, where I'm just like, fuck, I'd rather just go home, you know, or, like, finish this other thing for work because I have a lot of crap I need to get done. And then, like, I'll get into the gym, I'll start rolling, and I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I have low energy. Like, I have those days, you know? Like, not every day is going to be perfect, but I show up and do the work. That's literally all you need to do is just show up and go do it. You know, as long as you put yourself in the environment where you show up and, like, there's no other choice than, like, fuck, I might as well do it then you're on the right path. You will be fine. And nutrition is no different, right? Like, if you know that meal prep is one of those things where you lack and suck at, you not doing meal prep this weekend, again, is not going to help your cause. Like, set aside those two hours on the weekend to do it. Went on a little tangent and rant there, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to end it there. If you guys have any questions feel free to reach out add me on facebook add me on instagram hit those show notes to find those links give me a five-star review on itunes spotify stitcher radio and wherever else you listen to my podcast thank you guys for listening to me ramble you guys fucking got this crush the day i love you all until next time